Now you're good. All right, I'm recording. Perfect. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another podcast. This is podcast number 66 here at Spartathing 160EN. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you guys, my head's a little lost because I fucked up a recording. But we're doing this again, <laughs> and I'm here joined <laughs> by my three good friends that low-key hate me, but fuck it. <laughs> uh, I'm joined here first by Steph. And Steph, of all the darkness that's going on in the world, how are you doing today, bro? I'm doing great, bro. I don't have the coronavirus. I don't think so. I don't have a kit. But um, I did my own testing. I ain't going to tell you how I did it, but um, and I got nothing. Uh, but, um, you know, stay safe, guys. Wash your hands for 20 seconds, 20 seconds with warm water. And to follow the instructions given by the government, given by your state, given by your prime minister. Uh, don't don't be in more than with more than 10 people at the time. Follow the steps. Uh, safety first. Your health first. Your family comes first. Your loved ones come first. So, uh, you know, just just be careful. There's vaccinations now being tested by the U.S., Germany and China, which I wouldn't trust China, of course. They're the ones who, who uh, started this whole fucking thing. Uh, but let's be optimistic. They saying by the beginning of the fall, we should have a vaccination for for everyone. Um, so, but do your part. Just stay home. Um, if if you can stay home, stay home. Um, you know, don't don't go outside and be irresponsible. Um, and then we'll we shall be fine. We've we've dealt with this before. We've dealt with. Uh, uh, the First World War, the Second World War, we've, we've dealt with uh, uh, many other diseases before, with Ebola, MERS, SARS, and we overcame all that. So we, we will we will overcome this as well. Um, and even if you do get the coronavirus, not the end of the world, there's treatments for that. Um, you know, um, the, the our hospitals, they're well-equipped, will be fine. Um so that's all I got to say. Love you, all, all of you guys. This is nothing to do with sporting, nothing to do with uh, sporting geese. This is all of us. We're all in the same boat. Sporting geese, Benfica, Sportistas, Bragos, Guimarães, Manchester United, Paris Saint-Germain. It doesn't matter which club you like. We, with one, one team, one fight, this is the whole world all together. So um, uh, st- let's stick together and do the proper thing and we'll be fine. Yeah, well said, stuff. Well said. You know, guys, stay safe out there. Stay clean, of course, as well. Uh, Nando, how are you doing, dude? Hey, I'm doing well, man. And Danny, I love you, bro. Don't worry about that shit. We all stressed <laughs> out here. Sorry, boys. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but Steph, Steph nailed it, man. And um, I'll, I'll say this: our crowd of people that you know interact with us on Twitter and watch or I should say listen to our podcast, I would assume are probably the younger crowd. It, it's up to us at this point. I really do think like younger people, people no more than 50 years of age, 45 and less, man, your 20s and 30s people, like we got to be smart. We got to be safe. You know, there's a lot of examples out there right now where people have the symptoms, 
have tested positive, but because their immune system and because they're someone that's healthy enough that it doesn't affect them, those people are just carrying that thing around even more invisible than those that are coughing up a storm. So if you find out you're positive, first and foremost, immediately start the distancing. You don't need me to tell you that. The news and doctors will tell you that. But if you um, if you don't get tested, if you you know if you think you're just invincible and shit, just be be conscious, be aware. And um, take that extra step to to prevent, man, because this shit's spreading around like wildfires and it's just not worth it, right? I mean, lives matter more than sports, more than anything else, family and loved ones and all that shit. So just be safe, be smart, and together everybody's going to get through this shit. Um, and then we can get back to, uh, you know, watching soccer and, 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 and bitching about verandas. <laughs> Facts. I'm talking shit about Befica. <laughs> Christian, dude, how are you doing? Doing all right, man. I uh, locked up in my apartment, uh, you know, all quarantined in here. Got a uh, four-day supply of pasta. And, nice, uh, nice. Got four chicken breasts. Uh, uh, got four smalls. So I am pretty much packing right now in my apartment. How many- how many uh, rolls of toilet paper you got in there, bro? Uh, eight. Nice, bro. Hey, just, just don't worry, bro. You can always wash your ass. No need to yeah. hoard. I know. <laughs> eh, eh, no, 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 Newspaper, newspaper, underwear upside down. Fica's coisas letras no cu, meu. That was back in the days. I remember that day. Yeah, I I was born nineteen seventy two. Sometimes we only had newspapers, and the ink stuck to your fucking butthole. Lisas and tisas do cu. <laughs> I think I think that made you I think you're immune to coronavirus, bro. After that, bro. <laughs> oh, thank God I have extra rules because I'm glad I'm not involved in any of that. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I've just been chilling in my apartment, been fucking around. Uh, I'm. Did not do this the first time, but I uh, I'm gonna shout out the polls that I made uh, today again. But now I'm gonna now use this opportunity the second time to call out Becca um, in poll number eleven. <laughs> that if you if you don't vote for the purple away jersey, that you should be arrested. Um, Apparently, 52.1% of the people disagree with that sentiment, Sam, which is a majority. <laughs> Uh, and, it, and it includes me. <laughs> I'll let everyone else be the judge of that. Uh, but I just want to let you know that I'm currently losing that one. Um, and uh, yeah, go vote in the uh, go vote in the uh, the rest of them if you haven't so far. And stay tuned for the remaining rounds because they'll be coming. We'll still be fucking quarantined for the next week or whatever, at least two weeks probably, uh, or longer. So no one's going anywhere. So I'll. Turning out the, the meaningless content. Facts. And great polls. Again, follow us on Spartan160 underscore EN. Be sure to vote. Uh, and make sure you vote for the right ones. Or I swear to God, I'm going to veto this whole shit. 
And uh, yeah, just kidding, of course. Anyways, let's move on to some breaking news um, <laughs> from a ball and a card. I'm only laughing because, we, guys, we already did this and I fucked it up. <laughs> but Rafael Leon, um possibly owing Spartan $16 million after rescinding his contract to sign with Leo for free and then moving to AC Milan. Um, Steph, give me more details on this on this report and uh, and your thoughts on it. Well, uh, apparently the uh, the Tribunal Arbitral do Desporto has decided that uh, he'll have to pay back Sporting 16.5 million because he had no reason why to be signed with Sporting. Uh, this, but he could appeal it. So Rafael Leon with his uh, with his uh, lawyer, uh, they could appeal this decision. So. Um, which means it's going to take a few more months uh, to to really find out that the uh, decision will be will stick to to what the tribunal arbitral sport decided as of today, or it will change. And it's up to his lawyer to prove otherwise. His lawyer will have to provide evidence that the reason why he left it's because you know he was affected because of A, B, C, or D, whatever the reasons they might give to the court system. But so far, uh, so far, what they've seen uh, at the Tribunal Arbitral de Desporto, they've seen that Sporting actually uh, is is um, entitled to 16.5 million, and that Rafael Leão had no business in resigning the contract. And before before we blame Rafael Leão, let's not forget that his father was the cause of him resigning Sporting because of greed, because of money. So if if uh, of course we could we everyone will look at Rafaelian as the one that designed with Sporting, but his father was the one making that decision because he was still a minor. Uh, with that said, I still have no sympathy for him. He could have forced his father to say no, I want to stay because Sporting was about to raise his salary. Sporting was about to treat treat him like a golden boy, and then his father just. Pulled the chucks and left, and just said, "No, we're going after the money." So I think they have more than 16 million to give Sporting 16.5 million, and uh, just pay it off, and that's it. I'm pretty sure that AC Milan could sell them, and then uh, they could get a bonus, a signing bonus from a, a Chinese club. Well, China is not a, the greatest country to go play soccer now, but and maybe in. Um, uh, an Arabic country, a Muslim country, where you can make a lot more money and pay off sporting, if worst-case scenario for him. But, you know, um, we always suspected that he was going to be the one that would have to pay sporting because he had no valid reason. Even uh, now, with the whole process going on in the court system uh, at, in Portugal, all the witnesses said that uh, no one touched him. If anything, they shook his hand and told him, you, you're a great player. Uh, we don't we have no interest in you. So no, there's not one witness, in, including from all the suspects in jail, from Juventil Yunin and uh, whoever is uh, the dirigents and uh, coaches, ex-coaches, ex-players. There's not one person that said he was hit, he was provoked. They called names on him. So we knew he was screwed from the get-go. So... I'm glad he ha- he's going to have to pay 16.5 million, and uh, let's wait a few more months to make sure that uh, that's the case, uh, because we do know that the court system in Portugal could drag could drag on for a few more years, 
but the UEFA have said it from the get-go. It's not it's not up to them to make that decision because this process was uh, had, had already begun in the tribunal tribunal de Porto, and they couldn't interfere. So that's why the UEFA never made that decision. But uh, and I hope he pays up, and uh, I'll never feel sorry for him. I'm always going to consider him un rato, and that's all I gotta say. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Um, Nando, uh, what, were, what were your thoughts on this? Um, I, I'm just extremely satisfied that justice is served, man. As simple as that. Um, if if there was one player, and 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 maybe we can all uh, chime in on this, but if to me, if there was one player that just completely pissed me off and just really stirred me the wrong way, it was Rafael Leon from the very beginning. Um, he was conniving, um, the interactions, uh, just the wanting to leave Sporting um, at all costs, you know, just one more of those kinds of players, you know, unfortunately we've had several of them over the past few years. Um, and the second the attack at Alco shit happens, I mean, that shit just, it just, he just jumped right up and he was ready to roll, man, ready to get the fuck out of there. And um, no, that's not how that works. So I'm glad that justice is served and I hope that the rails is cracked. Give a fuck about his career, to be honest with you. Um, I just want us to get our money and, and, and hopefully he gets punished uh, more so than just financially. Like he learns the hard way um, that you just can't be doing things like that. You know, you have a contract and like Steph said, we were going to give him a much better contract, man. And things could have gone and, and gone so much better than what it went for everybody, for everybody involved. So I'm very happy that that's uh, what came out on the news today. Agreed. Agreed. And lastly, Chris, I'll pass it off to you. I know you want to give a quick shout out to your boy, Verandes. Yeah, I just want to call out Verandes for uh, trying um, to, well, he kind of basically, sometimes I question if he directly writes the articles and then they just send them to record or if um, they just give them the ideas and then the the author puts it together um, because sometimes I think that he they literally type them up and then they just send it over and then they just print it. Because uh, uh, the whole article was uh, it was a it was the cover story. It was like the whole fucking cover, like eighty percent of the cover um, was like talking about how he saved Sporting with the uh, the DLC cut for the players that rescinded, um, and it made special note that Sporting had lost the cases in the FIFA courts for uh, Ruben uh, Ribeiro and Rafael Leão. Uh, so once again, emphasizing how uh, Vandas had saved Sporting with his deals. Uh, it was always known that the FIFA decision wasn't the important one, and it was always the, the, the Tribunal Arbitral de Sporto, the TAD decision, that was more important, and it, it would eventually decide the whole thing. Um, so now that we got that decision... Obviously, that would not have been good for the narrative, so they had to spin it by basically making something that was already known and not even breaking news appear like it was news just because it suited the narrative they were trying to push. Um, and uh, basically, uh, this is a, uh, it shows that um, you know the, the amount, the 16.5 million euros is more than pretty much any of the other deals that were cut. Um, including the Jelson deal, because if you take the Jelson deal and then subtract the fucking 7.5 for half of Vieto, it's less than that. Um, as well as the, I think the only one more than was uh, 
potentially be Patricio, but I know a lot of that money was uh, was for uh, adventures in Asia, so I'm not actually sure how much Patricio actually ended up uh, netting sporting at the end of the day. So this very well could be the best deal, and it was not negotiated by Vedanas. Um, so that's just a hilarious cherry on top. And fuck Rafael Leon. Um, uh, he better pay all of that. I, if he if he appeals, they better not fucking overturn it because this one feels really good. Yeah, exactly. Um, speaking of adventures from China, I was just quickly looking up if. Uh, oh, he was born in Cuenca. Never mind. I was trying to see if David Wen- if David Wang was actually from Wuhan. Um, but anyways, <laughs> anyways, uh, sticking with the, the, the Taz and all of the, the rescissions, um, we'll go straight into the, um, the, um, the tribunal of, uh, Bruno Carvalho and Mustafa, where they were free of, uh, any moral authority over any of the attacks, um, or, or almost free, at least the judge does need to make his decision, but it seems like it is going to go that way. Uh, Christian, I'll start this one off with you. What were your thoughts on this whole trial process? And even what's your thoughts on, on Bruno Carvalho and Mustafa moving forward? Yeah, so um, for the from the whole beginning of this, uh, you know, I, I, I'm talking in a tone as if this is pretty much over. I'm assuming that the people are going to do the right thing. It seems like the right thing is a softball right down the middle. Uh, so hopefully they, they won't even fuck that one up. But, you know, you never know uh, with these people, so you never know what's going to happen. So I'm really hopeful that the right thing is going to be done. Uh, it seems impossible to do the wrong thing at this point, but you never know. Uh, so, yeah, basically this whole, you know, the whole trial, the way it was take, gone about pretty much rubbed me the wrong way. From the beginning, the way that Bruno Gervais was pretty much immediately hard in the media as somehow being responsible the the way the the posture that was taken to him was pretty much he's guilty we just have we're just pretty the investigation is pretty much just figuring out how he's involved to what extent he's guilty um but it's obviously assumed that he is guilty um which at the end of the day isn't true at all um you know after an over a year long investigation there is some sort of smoking gun I uh, think they would have found it by now, especially with collaboration and testimony of various different people. Uh, yeah, I think they would have uh, figured it out if uh, he had ordered them to do it as he was once accused. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, I thought that that was bullshit, um, really irresponsible by the media. Um, and I also want to shout out uh, former uh, Juve Leo leader, Papa who totally got his life fucked by Portuguese authorities and Portuguese police, basically locked up for almost a year on like a technicality because he had a small amount of cocaine. They basically wanted to um, pin him for this. Obviously, they wanted to pin Bruno Carvalho for this, but they didn't have a reason to hold him. They had him in jail a little bit, but then he got out. They didn't have any reason to hold him. Stafa, whoever they had a tiny amount of cocaine, so they somehow fucking probably worked some corrupt deals with people in in the uh, in the courts, and somehow kept him locked up for like nine months in a country where all drugs are. If you have a guy locked up for nine months for a small amount of uh, cocaine, um, so um, so I'm glad that justice seems finally served for him. It's so funny because 
as all this is on spot, so uh, Mustafa's been locked up throughout this entire procedure. As these final testimonies are happening, Bruno Ferrari, one of the last to go, it, everything is trending in this direction. I see stories kind of exposing why Mustafa had, was locked up. All he had was a tiny amount of cocaine. How is he still locked up? Kind of people raising the question. And then the very next day, he's released. It's like you're releasing him. Uh, basically a month before he would have been ordered to be released. You've had him this whole time. You're him early by a month at this point is symbolic and quite frankly a joke. Ruined the whole, his whole fucking his whole life at this point and you let him out like a month early. Thanks. Uh, but but screw these people. I'm glad that uh, seems like Yeah, agreed. And um, same question to you, you Steph and Nando. Um, Bruno Carvalho moving forward, and, and also your thoughts, quick thoughts on the trial. I'll be really, uh, I'll be really fast. Yeah, um, I won't take too much. So, if um, <clears throat> we still have a long, a long way to go, because uh, Bruno Carvalho uh, being found by the Minister of Justice that he was not guilty, that's a good thing, and uh, and. Um, what matters, it's uh, it's facts, evidence. It's not people's opinion. I mean, Nano could have an opinion. I could my, my 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 opinion. You could have your opinion, Danny and Chris. Another opinion. It doesn't mean shit. Uh, in a court of law, what matters? It's the evidence. It's it's uh, what you can prove. I mean, if it's not proven, then it means it means nothing. And so far, nothing has been proven against Brunt Carvalho. And, and if that's the way that it's going to be until the end, which I'm afraid to say so, but it's still going to take a while, especially in Portugal, because everyone drugs forever. And now with this coronavirus, everything is going to be even more delayed. Um, but let's say up to the end, he's found not, not guilty because there's no evidence. There's no proofs. That he he's the one who, who told to 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 do what happened at Akshit, then yes, the, the Sporting has the obligation to take him back as a socio. Uh, they can take him back as a president because it's way too late, because um, too many things have gone in motion. But he can they 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 have to and they they will have to apologize to him, take him back as a socio. Uh, and not even make him pay for all these months of socio because it's th- this will be at the at the at the fault of uh, the 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 sporting ad- this administration we have now at the present time. Um, they're not the ones who forced him out. It was more Ubumbeiro. He he was the president consultative at the time. No, era Rogério, era Ubumbeiro, and uh, they forced him out. The wrong way, they thought they had enough leverage, but everything was very sloppy the way it was done. I'm not going to talk about it because this would be another three-hour show, so forget about that. Uh, but if he's not proven guilty, then we'll, we'll have to take him as a socio, and then he'll be able to run for the elec- elections, which is, I believe, two years from now. I think for then there's two years left. And then um, it's fair and square. Bruno Carvalho will be able to run for the elections again. If he wins, he wins. If he loses, he loses. But what's fair is fair. Give him back his, uh, his uh, socio uh, membership. 
because he's entitled to. And that's and that's that's what I hope it happens if if nothing has been proved proven against him. Again, uh, now Mustafa, I, I agree with Chris, but if you break the law, it doesn't matter if you have a little bit of cocaine or a lot of cocaine, you broke the law, you still have to serve whatever punishment it is. But I agree, it has nothing to do with what happened with Al-Qashid, this, this and that. They mixed everything together and they made this big mess. And this guy was uh, was uh, basically uh, made the, the uh, gold escape in the whole process. Uh, but Mustafa, be careful because he's not a saint. He has a long rap sheet. Uh, but with that said, I don't even know if he wants to come back to be a leader of Juventus Leonina because his life is a mess. I think he's going to take some time off and fix his personal life before he even comes back to uh, sporting as a leader of Juventus Leonina. And that's all I got to say. Yeah, and I'll, uh, I'll jump in real quick off of that. You guys have all nailed it. Um, I, I just, I've been super, super, super pissed off at the whole handling of um, Al-Kushit in regards to Brun Carvalho. Mustafa, like Steph just said, he's had some criminal um, history, and, and, you know, he's not a saint. Um, I definitely don't see him having absolutely any future as Sporting while Verandas is there, especially with Verandas absolutely despising the Sklaks. So that's not happening. Uh, in terms of Brun Carvalho, man, I'm glad that for this first phase, serve, um, justice is served. I hope that everything gets cleared and he can go on with his life, whether that means as Sporting or not, because that man has had his life completely turned absolutely upside down. Um, I can't imagine the amount of money that he's probably caught, you know, used and probably in debt, you know what I mean, and all these things. Um, but more importantly... It just shows to me how lucky we were when we did have him as a president because he has stayed passionate, he has stayed committed, and he has already said that he'll do what he needs to do to run again. And, of course, that's a long ways away. We need to first vote him back in. And I don't see those 71% uh, changing their minds suddenly. I think that the tide is turning a little bit. Um, depending on how this Ruben Amorim experience uh, goes, that's going to be all or nothing for Verandas. We'll get to that in a second. But uh, that and, and how that goes and, and the results of that are going to dictate directly if Brun Carvalho is going to get a you know a second coming back at Sporting. Um, nonetheless, I'm glad that some justice is being served, that full justice ends up being served, and I hope that he does what he needs to do um, to to regain a, a status of you if he so chooses to because he's been expelled. And uh, we go from there because he did have his wrongdoings. We've talked about him plenty of times in previous podcasts and how he handled it and maybe his arrogance and things like that. All uh, appearance matters to an extent, but but nothing added up for me when everything went down. It still doesn't add up. They say that there was absolutely no evidence of anything. Um, if anything, there's been players that that went to trial and 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 had you know confusing. Uh, statements like Willem Carvalho, even Verandas himself. So I'm glad more than anything that that's what seems to that's going to happen. You know that he's going to finally have his name cleared and and hopefully he can be a saucy again because you you know forget running for president if he's not a saucy. So one step at a time, but some justice is being served finally. Yeah, agreed, agreed. And I think at the very least, if he's not a, a, a president. I do think in the, I won't say near future, but definitely in the future, we'll see him um, with some sort of function um, at Sporting again. 
uh, for any of those, for any of anyone who is listening to this podcast of Aradu Stadio, which uh, now, unfortunately, I think has, um, I think it's con- not bankrupt, but uh, it stopped uh, doing because of money. Um, he, he's said multiple times he's willing to come back to Sporting. He's even said he's willing to come back for free, but the only payment would be after winning a, a league title. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a, an interesting couple of months. Um, not only in terms of the coronavirus, but uh, also in terms of uh, of where we go f- from from these trial results. Anyways, let me quickly go through the questions. Uh, we only had one this week, but I wanted to send out a quick shout out to Johnny Buckets, our boy Johnny Sinero, uh, who sent in a, a, an incredible uh, gift that I had no knowledge of prior. I don't even know who this guy is uh, from Sparkling Celebrating. I don't know if you guys want to go over to Twitter and quickly look at it, but uh, anyways... Um, our question comes from Kaza de Paiva, uh, who first recommends a YouTube channel of just Spartan legends. Um, it's SCP-CP Memoria on YouTube. Uh, give, them a, give them a quick look for anyone interested. And his question is, what have you guys been doing to keep yourselves occupied and sane during this lockout of not just football, but sports as, whole, as a whole? I've watched an unhealthy amount of old footage of past Spartan slash Portugal games. Um, shout out to you, Matt. All the best, bro. Um, me, I've been working. I don't know about you guys. I know Steph's also been working. I've been fucking working like a horse. So uh, I'm not in quarantine. What about you, boys? Um, hey, I've been – I'll jump in. I've been stuck at home. What's crazy is my job has made me work from home already for the past three and a half weeks, and it wasn't even coronavirus related. So I've. it's almost like I've gotten used to this work from home shit. Uh, but yeah, working man, overtime right. and overtime. Um, if if he can post though, uh, what link he's been using and where he's been getting his footage, because I've been following on Twitter, a lot of people have been. Um, I, I've gone on YouTube before, and there's like Ertepe Memorias and all this stuff, right? But if anybody's got like some legit links where we can watch some full length, you know, old sporting videos, that'd be dope. If people can put it in the uh, in the tweets, man, that'd be dope. Facts, facts. Anybody listening that knows anything, reach out to us. Um, you boys want to quickly say what you've guys been doing in quarantine or what? I know Chris has been wanking. Work, work, uh, <laughs> a, a wank here or there. <laughs> what I've been doing is gaming. Work. What I oh, have okay, been okay. doing sure. is gaming. Uh, gaming, Twitter, sleeping. Yeah, we all got a game together too, by the way. Um, watching TV... Um, yeah, that's pretty much it, man. <laughs> Sweet. Not All right. A lot. Fair enough. All right, we'll move on then uh, quickly to some soccer. Um, first game we'll talk about. First game, it's really the series, um, if you will, or the back and forth, which was our Europa League um, knockout, um, where we humbled... Uh, Istanbul Bashakashir 3-1 at home. I'm just trying to quickly uh, get the goal scorers. I remember it was um, Kwatch in the third minute, uh, Sporar in the 44th, Vieto in the 51st, and that Visca guy scoring a penalty in the 77th. That was our 3-1 win at home. And then our 4-1 loss away where we went into extra time. We had Martin Skirtle scoring in the 31st from a header. Um, some dude that I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name. Uh, scored in the 45th. Luciano Vieto scored in the 68th, where we thought we had wrapped everything up until the 92nd minute. Visca scored 
off, uh, in my opinion, a, a Ristovsky mistake, where Ristovsky basically showed him the net. And then right on the last minute, uh, the uh, 119th minute, Visca uh, scores a penalty. Uh, penalty given by, I forget who. Do you guys remember who, who gave up that penalty? It was pretty a weak penalty. Was it Ristovsky? Vieto, I think. Oh, Vieto. Yeah, right, right, right. It was Vieto. You're right. Um, anyways, uh, Steph, I'll, I'll go with you first. What were your thoughts overall on this uh, Europa League tie? Uh, oh, and before I forget to mention, all four Portuguese teams were knocked out on this tie as well. So it wasn't just Spartan shitting the bed for Portugal, um, but all four. I think you're on mute, dude. Do I? Am I back? There you go. You're back. Okay. Well, I'm not going to waste uh, too much time on this one because uh, I think we, we were supposed to do a podcast and we even canceled it for that day. Um, yeah. Losing 4-1 away, embarrassing. It's not the way you represent Sporting Club Portugal against a bullshit team that don't even have uh, 2,000 fans that has... They have new projection in Turkey. They were made up by uh, the politicians in Turkey. Um, the team we have, as we speak, it's a, it's a, it's good for the second division in Portugal. Uh, these players, they, um, they, they, they been overpaid. When you have a player like Eduard, that doesn't even have a place in Nuno, no Famalicão, and. Nem no Vistalegre, lá da minha terra, nem no Bom Sucesso, nem no Gafanha, nem no Nege. Uh, it's embarrassing. How can this guy be making 200,000 plus or whatever he's making? I think it's more than that. Um, it's embarrassing. And, um, um, you know, it, the way we lost, we lost. We deserve to lose because uh, we had the Dumbia that could have killed the game at the very end of the regular time. He could have yeah. uh, he could have scored the uh, the I believe the um, what was it the, the three one uh, that three I, two three two exactly the three two and of course uh, I don't know how we call him a professional player I have no fucking clue in my my whole life he's he's an amateur he's not a professional player they they said now uh, on the on the news they they want to sell him they should have sold him yesterday. Um, he's not good for sporting. I would rather have uh, a Pelinha or, you know, uh, Ricardo Sgaio that now we want them back and they used to be our players and, and we want to pay, f- not Pelinha, but Ricardo Sgaio, we we willing to get him back and pay for him when he was our player. Pelinha doesn't even want to come back. Um, and I don't blame him the way we treated him. Why would I, why would he want to come back? Um, but um, agreed, a hundred percent. That that's what I gotta say about that fucking league at all. It was an embarrassment that we embarrassed mm-hmm. uh, not only Sportingistas but the whole nation as Portugal. And uh, this team, uh, I hope it's that they get dismantled. And um, and we, uh, I do have really high expectations with uh, Amorim. I think he's a good coach. And uh, but we got to give him uh, good players. Uh, if he if he stays with this team, I'm afraid that um, 
by the next season we're gonna have a new coach. So we we need we need to give him a, a brand new players, good players, and I think he'll be successful. I know I know I'm jumping about uh, talking about the new coach already because I don't give two fucks about the uh, league at all. I think he was an embarrassment, and uh, all the players should have been fired right away on the spot. They should have walked home or gone by boat back to Lisbon. Yeah. A hundred percent agree with you, dude. Um, uh, Chris, I don't know if you wanted to add something extra. I know you really hated these guys uh, before we move on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I, I, I'm gonna. I think that they. To be honest, I think they played their game because they're still playing in Turkey later than they were canceling the other leagues. So to be honest, I think they played the first leg, and I, I was really hoping that they got fucking battered also. Because I do hate these guys, um, and I don't they think won. they, they won, won against Copenhagen. Yeah, fuck, dude. They like Visca eighty eighth minute penalty. Another fucking God penalty. Damn it, dude. Dude, President Erdogan of Turkey bought the UEFA refs, dude. This <laughs> the game was behind closed doors. Fucking no one saw it. It's like it didn't happen. They just sneak a win out. Just, just fake, dude. The whole thing's fake. Someone yeah. take them out. Someone fucking take them out. Whether it's Shakhtar or Wolves or Man U or fucking Hitafe, someone fucking take care of these bastards. <laughs> I would love for it to be Man U seeing as uh, Bruno. Uh, oh, I guess not revenge because last they last beat us. I can't remember now. I don't think they did. They um, didn't. No, they didn't. They yeah, didn't. They- we did. I know. I remember we beat them three one, right? Oh, we they, we lost to them on the last game, right? Yeah. There we go. So Bruno got our revenge with that five nothing win. So maybe he'll get his revenge or our revenge with uh, a Bashakashir Man United uh, a win if they do make it through uh, against Copenhagen. Uh, Bonanzo, I'll pass on. Sorry, what was that? Bruno fans, man. Ridiculous. What a beast. Ridiculous. What a they beast. We'll, we'll get. We're yeah. Another man of another uh, man of the month in a new league now. Incredible, incredible. Um, anyways, uh, Nando, I'll pass this next one off to you. Uh, you, you can relate it to the Bashakashir if you'd like. Um, but there was also a three-one win uh, or a three-one loss, I should say, a win to Family Count, um, which really put the nail in the coffin for Sidish. Uh The rumors after that Bashakashir loss um, of Ruben Amuring was already somewhat circulating. Uh, but they really came hot and heavy just before the Family Town game. Um, and then we seen Seniors go away. Quick thoughts on the game, but more importantly, what were your thoughts on Seniors' time at Sporting? Was it cut too soon? Um, or was Seniors never deserving of a role at Sporting? What were your thoughts? Um, I'm going to, so real quick, I'm going to combine Family Town game with the Istanbul game. Uh, we suck, right? So we've been saying that all year long. Um, an embarrassment that we follow up that kind of Europa League performance by then losing again three to one to Famalicom. So it's like it's like they couldn't even like motivate themselves to fucking be good. You know what I mean? It's like they, they couldn't even try to like try to act like as if they represent a prestigious club that is part of the Club Portugal. Um, and I think that after watching uh, the 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 Liga Europa game and the Famalicão game, 
it completely encompasses exactly how I felt about Silas all along. He's never been a coach for Sporting. Um, it, it was Varandas not knowing what to do, reaching for something and hoping. The only thing that I will give Silas credit for was at the very end where, where he made some comments where he um, stood up for, him, for himself and he contradicted the club in, in some regards with like some record um, uh, stuff that had come out. Um, but he's... he's <laughs> I'm not saying that he can't end up being a good coach, but f- before he went to Spartan, I didn't think he had done anything to deserve going to Spartan. And after everything that he did at Spartan, he obviously does not deserve to step foot back in and be Spartan's coach again. Um, Spartan played horribly under him. Um, there were literally no, no, to me at least, there was no clear like direction or philosophy of game or you know, some moments of this, that, and the other. Sure, like Steph said already, um, when talking about the, the Liga Europa game, we don't have good players. We know that. We have very, very few good players, like like legit good players. We have a lot of mediocre players, and we have a lot of horrible players. And we have one or two good players, and that's it. Uh, and when that's the case, you cannot expect a club to do well. I mean, you need to have good players to do well. The coaches are going to come in um, – you know, like like Steph said with Ruben Amrin and just suddenly start winning, right? Or at least that's not expected or we don't think that's, you know, the likelihood of that happening. So I don't think um, Silas is... <sighs> let me backtrack. You asked, do I think that his time as Sparta was cut short? From the retrospect of, mm-hmm. of, like, now we've got a new coach called Ruben Amrin going on another coach and the season hasn't even ended. I mean, let's forget about the coronavirus and just assume like nothing had happened Uh, at this stage. Yeah. I think he was cut short because he should have um, in this case, finished the season off. If we're going to go ahead and do what we did to go get Ruben Amrin. But um, hindsight, like he sucks. He shouldn't have been our coach. You know what I mean? Like, like I, at this point we, we have nothing to play for. Sparty could have legit saved the money, and we'll we'll talk about Ruben Amorim here in a second. I know each and every one of us has an opinion on that, but we could have saved money, yeah. kept him there, finished off the season. We literally have nothing else to play for, and then taking this time to literally scout out our next coach and do it the right way. You know what I mean? But um, but yeah, he 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 didn't really serve a purpose. He didn't do anything. Sparty didn't play well. Didn't play better. We we lost our ties that we needed to or had hope in being in Tasso Portugal. He cost us that league Europa. He cost us that the league was already done. Um, so yeah, nah, the dude dude has no no spot for being Sporting's coach. Fair enough. And uh, Christian, I'll, I'll ask you a similar question before we move on to Ruben Amorim and and the price tag and all of that. Um, what were your thoughts on, on Silas? Uh, sort of same question. Do you feel like he, his time got cut short? Do you feel like he was the right man? Maybe, um, you know, wrong squad. What were your thoughts? Yeah, I thought he was a man that was pretty much destined for failure. You'd always kind of seem like a placeholder. Um, you know, but I, I mean, obviously, I think that if somehow he had Turned sporting around. They were playing good football with the terrible squad that they had. Um, they would have kept him around, obviously, when they, in theory, improved the squad. Kind of like, uh, I don't know, uh, to our followers who follow NBA basketball, the Sixers, Brett Brown coached throughout all the process years. The teams <laughs> won eight games. Uh, yeah. And he got to stick around because he proved he was a good coach despite them being terrible. And then when the team got good, he got the opportunity to stick around and coach. So if the same thing happened, if CLS proved that he was good despite the team being horrible, 
I think they would have stuck him around, but he always did kind of seem like a place a, a placeholder. Um, it was just a question of how long was he going to be the placeholder for. I don't think that he thought he was going to be the placeholder as short as he was, um, because I don't think he would. I think that he quickly realized that he was fucked once he took the job, and he had didn't fully realize the clown show and the circus that he had signed up for. He's not that type of guy. I think if he could do it over again, he would have just avoided the whole thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, he was, he was fucked from the beginning and, um, it's amazing that they, they pulled the plug when they did. Um, this season is just ridiculous. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, $10 million is what it is, but uh, I think the timing of it is even more insane. Um, it's just, I don't even know what to expect uh, as far as, like, where to finish, you know, when we'll play the remaining games out. Um, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty. So, yeah, I guess we'll just, you know, wait and see what happens. I hope everyone on the squad uh, stays fit. Um you know, in their houses, in their apartments. Yeah, agreed. So now let's move on, Steph. Um, also, feel free to, to chime in about seniors, but more importantly, um, third highest paid manager in the world belongs to Spartan, uh, or in terms of uh, in terms of a transfer, of course, not in terms of a salary, uh, which was ten million to Ruben Amorim, who has, uh, if I'm not mistaken, a, a license less than Silas. And has only 13 games under his belt as a uh, professional first-team manager. Um, he's 500,000 less than Brendan Rodgers. And I believe, who was in first? Was it uh, not Zidane, was it? Um, anyways, I'll figure that out in a sec. But what are your thoughts on Ruben Amorim? It was Vilas Boas. Vilas Boas, that's who it was. Yes, yes, from Porto to Chelsea. Um, what are your thoughts, Steph? Well, I think there's, um, you know, it, it doesn't matter. Uh, it, and that's a big thing for me because I can go on and on the whole night uh, naming different names that uh, players that played at uh, Sporting Befica and Porto that uh, they liked Sporting and they played at Befica. They liked Porto and they played at Sporting. A few names that comes up to my mind is Jean Pacheco, um, Antonio Souza. Um, Gomes, uh, Futre, uh, Carlos Manuel, uh, everybody that knows about these players, they, uh, João Pinto, everybody knows that they, João Pinto liked Benfica and he played at Sporting. Gomes was a Portista and then played at Sporting. Carlos Manuel was a Sportingista and he played his whole life at, at Benfica. With that said, Bruno Mourinho. Uh, being coming back from a background of uh, a, a Benfica family, to me, it doesn't matter. As long as he, he comes to Sporting and he represents the club the way he's supposed to, and uh, he, and he seems to be a true professional, a, a youngster with full of potential, uh, he, he's, he has the, the leadership skills that I didn't see in Silas. Um, he's determined. He's one of those guys with the a strong pulse, and that was proven uh, with the um, uh, doing the substitutions on time. With Silas was was always way off, 
he, he was like Zep Zedo. He did substitutions like at, at, at the 85th minute. What are you expecting from a player when you only give them five to seven minutes? You can expect much. He's not even warmed up. And he did that a lot with Platas, and uh, that's the first thing that comes up to my mind. Uh, but um, uh, right on, on the spot with that, that alone, that alone with the, uh, Ruben Amorim, just with a couple games uh, under his belt with Sporting, that's the one thing Sporting needs to notice. Okay, the substitutions he's doing them when he's supposed to, the timing of it, it's impeccable. Uh, then the way he put the team together, even though he doesn't have the player he likes, because Ruben Amorim, he likes to play in the midfield, uh, he likes to play with drinks, meaning that he like he likes a, a strong, robust uh, midfielder, and he plays more off the wings. Uh, so he likes the wingers to be the uh, decision makers and cross the balls to two to three uh, potential players to to score goals. Um, João Palhinha, for example, he has uh, scored a lot of goals at Braga. Uh, because he's, he's been uh, inside the box a lot more, even though he's not as talented as Daniel Braganza, let's say, uh, but he's very strong defensively as a trinco, as a number six. Uh, so he's been shining a lot. But if he was at Sporting now with Silas, I think Palinias would suck, actually, because of the uh, Silas was more playing towards the middle, not so much from the outside with the wingers. So coming back to Amorim, the, the, his philosophy, the way the way he makes his team play, um, he, he's very dedicated to his to his own style. Um, and I like his, his pulse. Like Hitovsky was pissed when he was substituted. And he had the um, uh, flash interview. He told him, I'm the coach. I'm the one who makes the calls. If he's upset, I don't care because I'm the one that makes the calls. And I like that. You need a coach with balls. You need a coach that controls the team. It's not vice versa. I think Lucila lost that with the players. I'm, I'm going back and forth with both coaches because you have to compare them a little bit, even though we don't have enough time with uh, Bruno Mourinho at Sporting. But you, you can already compare it. That uh, you could see that Silas totally lost to Balneario. He lost the, the team, the pulse of the team. He gave the um, the leverage to to the players, and you can't you can't do it. You have to trust your 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 team, your coaching staff, and your coaching staff has to control the team. When you give the upper hand to the players, the players will walk all over you. And that's look at Manchester United. You have Pogba that doesn't give two shits about Manchester United and he does whatever he wants. And then, as a miracle, you have Bruno Fernandes that shows up at Manchester United and he transforms the whole team. And and this and this with Sporting is going on with Bruno Mourinho. He, he goes there and, you know, I hope I hope the best for him and the, the, the best of the success. Uh, but we do need to to get him good players. We do. And from what I understand, he's not happy with um, uh, Rosier. He's not even happy with um, with uh, Ritovsky. Uh, he could deal with him, but he wants a, he wants wingers like right fullbacks and a left fullback that can, can do both functions defensively and uh, attacking mode. 
uh, aggressive wingers. Uh, so he, he, he's okay with Acuna, but even Acuna is not the, the, the best of players for him the way, the way he wants to design the team. So it looks like Sporting is willing to, to spend quite a bit of money to invest on, uh, on a left, a left fullback to compete against Acuna if we keep him. And uh, they're willing to get rid of Ritovsky and Rosier and uh, get a, a brand new right fullbacks as well. They want Pelinha back. The media said Pelinha doesn't want to come back. I don't know if, I, if I'm going to bite into that because the next day Pelinha said at this point in time, I'm just concerned about my family and about the coronavirus. Uh, but I'm pretty sure that the if Sporting could do three things now would be the scouting department should be paying attention. I would I would pay attention to reviewing tapes. If I'm Ruman Emburing and my coaching staff, I would review a lot of tapes of all the players we have now and see who I want to keep for for 2021. I would review all the tapes of the players we have loaned to see who can uh, uh, come back and keep. And I would I would review tapes with the scouting department about potential players I want for the team. Uh, we have a lot of downtime now. Uh, no one is uh, practicing, so they could do these three things. Review the players we have now, review the loan players, and review potential players uh, for sporting. Why not? You're home not doing shit. Might as well do some scouting. Uh, and then by the time we come back to practice, they could have a, a an, an idea of how to build the 2020-21 team. Because let's be honest, the season is over. We have 10 games left. Uh, but uh, Bruno Morin should be given the chance. I mean, we signed him for three years. Am I right? Three years? Um, so you yep. should be... Yep. Yeah, three years. So we should... You should be given the chance to prepare a good team for this preseason. Uh, and so we, we could attack fiscal year 2020-21. I think we want to, Sporting wants to have a budget of uh, 55, uh, between 55, 70 million budget for the A-team. Um, so that's a little bit less than uh, Befica and Porto. Porto is struggling as well. They have to sell a lot of players there. Uh, and yeah. now with this with this coronavirus, it's it's fucking every team anyway financially. So they talking about in Germany and England uh, and even Spain, I believe, to to cut on the salaries of uh, player salaries, which which I think that's a good idea. I think they pay too much uh, to these players. They pay them way too much, and they're not playing enough. These players they became prima donnas. And the, the amount of money they, they, they earn and what they produce, it's bullshit. I, I don't agree with it. It's, it's about time that the inflation reverts uh, in favor of the clubs. And uh, we shall see. It's, it's going to be an interesting season, especially with the head of the coronavirus. Agreed. Agreed. Um, my quick two cents. Um, I think... I think Sillas, um, he was unfortunate to get the Spartan he had. I think he had a lot in him. I also agree he had a lot of flaws. I'm with, I'm with you, Steph. A lot of late substitutions. I, I still question also his uh, his treatment with Pedro Mins, for example. 
Um, but I also cannot forget that he also brought Luis Max to the team. Uh, he also had the, you know, he got some couraging to drop it in. Um, it, it, I, I, I put more blame onto the team than to the coach himself because there was, there was games where I seen us play some of the best footy I've seen in a while. Um, of course, the sample size under Verandas is shit, but even in terms of the last few years under George Zuz, I think Silas has a few games where he rivals uh, George Zuz's best moments um, with a shittier team. Um, I, but with that being said, I'm also somewhat excited with, with Ruben Amurin. I'm a little skeptical because of his lack of experience. Um, and in terms, I mean, people were complaining about Silas's, uh license and how he couldn't stand up on the bench, for example. I mean, Ruben Amurin isn't going to be that much better. And for some, for whatever reason, we kept uh, Emmanuel Ferro there as well. Um, so just loads of confusion. Uh, we paid a lot for him. If it doesn't work out, Verandas says this isn't an all-in. I don't understand how this couldn't be an all-in. If this doesn't work out, we're not sacking a manager we pay $10 million for. It, 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 we're not, you know, we're putting in 50 to $70 million for the next season, like you said, Steph. If that's not an all-in, I don't know what is. Um, for all that, he talked shit about uh, on Bruno Carvalho's last season. Um, he's sure as hell going for it this season. And as he should, because if, if next season goes bad, he's fucked. Verandas just fucked. Um, and my last point, um, my my last, yeah, that's really all my points on on Ruben Amurin. I think uh, I think it's a dangerous a dangerous game we're playing, a very dangerous game we're playing. Uh, Nando or Chris, I don't know if you guys want to take over. Or if Steph, you want yeah. to say something? I'll jump in. Um, I'll jump in because I'm gonna I'm gonna approach the Ruben Amurin signing. Um, from a little bit different angle than from both of you guys have, have gone at right now. Um, we fucking paid $10 million for him. 10 million euros. Like, the simple fact that Spartans went out of their way to pay 10 million euros. 10 million euros. The same Spartan that couldn't afford Nani, that couldn't afford Bajdash, that couldn't afford actually keeping talented players on the team or going out and purchasing more talented players. The same Spartan that said that they were being financially um, um, you know, responsible, this shit and that shit. We go and spend 10 million euros for a guy who's coached, what was it, 12 or 13 games now? Come on. Yes. Like that, that, that's it for me. Like that, that's the shit right there. Like, of course, I want him to do well as Sporting, right? I mean, I want Sporting to do well just as much as the next guy. Do I believe he's gonna do well as Sporting? Fuck no, I don't. I, I, I think that for him, for for him to come to Sporting and fuck it up, like we could have done so for a lot less. Like, I'm just gonna be honest. Like, like I don't expect him to come to Sporting and do well. I mean, shit. His first press conference, he even kind of jokingly said, like, "Damn," when they told me that I was gonna have a clausula the Desmondoins, and you got that. That meme pan in on uh, on fucking Varandas as he's sitting there looking like in, like you know he's thinking about what the fuck did I do you know what I mean like you can't I mean what, what it's so hard to justify I, I'm lost for words okay and this is and this is the other thing talk about the amount of pressure Ruben Amorim is going to be on literally his whole time as Spartan huh. I don't know. If he, he must have. I think you put yourself on mute, dude. Nah, he's good. Um, but basically, think about it from the perspective of like pressure, right? Like 
not only is he putting the pressure on himself, I mean, it's he can come at it from the like, you know what? They they came at it, they 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 met and they they matched my Klausura season's not wasn't my choice. I, I'm a professional, I went over there. But like the pressure that's obviously gonna be on him if he's a professional, he's gonna want to succeed, and the pressure that's gonna be on Verandas. And this whole narrative that like we knew that we wanted to go ahead and take this opportunity the rest of this year to prepare for next year bullshit even pisses me off even more because it just shows that in it it's him admitting that they didn't prepare for fucking shit, right? So um the whole Ruben Omarin thing, I, I I don't know what the fuck they're thinking. Um what what would have happened? Think about it this way. What would have happened if coronavirus didn't happen, if Sporting had not signed Ruben Omarin, we had finished off the season, and Braga lost and tied a few games, and suddenly he finished the season with maybe, you know, 20 games under his belt, and, you know, he lost four or five, and or, or lost two to three and tied four to five and won the rest. Like, would we then have been all in on 10 million for Ruben Omarin? You know what I mean? Like, you just can't fucking make that decision to go buy a dude, literally buy a dude who's been a coach for 13 games or 12 games before Sporting got him for 10 million euros just because in that stretch of his career, shit just went right. That's all I gotta say. Like, it's just fucking, it's 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 absolutely insanity, man. It's fucking insane. He has he has to do well at Sporting. He doesn't, he can't just, like, get by with okay. Like, I'm not gonna accept Sporting in fucking third place or almost even second place. Like, Sporting's gotta fucking win the Tasa Portugal, man. Like, like win the Tasa Liga. Yeah, but, 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 Nando, the, the, the reason, I'm not agreeing with Verandes either. I think $10 million, it's excessive, too. Could he make that money up later? He could, in a way, he could. Of course he could. Uh, to be to to have the final certificate of being a full time uh, a coach at the, the in the Liga Nos, you actually need a few years of experience before you get the last uh, certificate to be a a, a full time uh, coach, like um, Sergio Conceição and so on. So, it's not within a year that he's going to get the the, the last. Uh, certificate uh, phase, what is it? Uh, one, phase one, two, three, four, I believe. That's right. like four phases. So it takes a couple of years to get the last one. So he's not going to get it next year either. Uh, that's why Silas didn't get it this year. Some people are like, how come Silas doesn't have it yet? Because it takes a couple of years. You have to have X amount of games under your belt before you get it. So uh, Bruno Mourinho is not going to get it. But there's ways of knowing that if he's going to be a good coach or not. Before he coached Braga in the A team, he was coaching Braga in the B team. And you you could see the potential of a coach. You know, by all means, I'm not defending him. I'm just stating the obvious. Was 10 million of euros too much? Yeah, I agree with you. Way too much. But now, Verandes is not... He didn't get him for these last 10 day, ten games because there's only 10 games left. He got him for the season 2020-2021. That's obvious. That's more than and that's obvious. that's what he said as well. Yes. That's more than obvious. Now, and I agree with Nando on this point, if in 2020-21, after they give him all the players he requires and he knows he's going to be limited with money, he's not going to have a whole bunch of money to invest in awesome players. But if the scouting department gets better and gets uh, good players, which there's good players out there, you just need to get motivated players. Sometimes getting 
a a well known player doesn't mean you're gonna have a good team because sometimes you don't. You know, they're not motivated enough. Uh, maybe Bruno Amorim, I hope so, he'll be successful. And then you'll be able to make that money back. Because let's say Bruno Amorim does a phenomenal season. Then Sporting signed up, signed him up for three years. But they, could sell him, could, could, they could sell him for f- $15 million. But and now and I hope Varane is not there anymore. Because I don't think he's going to win the next elections, even if he becomes... Uh, champion of Portugal uh, in the next year. But you see but, how like how many things might. have to happen though. See, like I hate sounding pessimist for a guy who just got here. But just because he he went out of his way to buy him, pay what he paid, which we all agree is ridiculous. He shouldn't have done it. And yes, he, he bought him now because it's 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 this is going to be his uh, get the team ready for next year and all that shit. This is his off season. But but the likelihood of that happening, right? The the likelihood that. Ruben Amorim was was the, the 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 missing piece. Ruben Amorim was was the one thing that that just needed to happen for Varandas to suddenly be a good president for Ugo Viana to suddenly no no fucking, nobody you know I mean? nobody thinks he's a good president because he bought Bruno Amorim. No, but, think- but 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 it needs to like it, everything Ruben Amorim has to do. Tenquaza started in Shea and almost everything for us to win for us to then recover the money on him. So much has to go right and so. Well, the, the only reason why we bought him is because we. Have Money because we sold Bruno Fernandes and we're getting 10 million from uh, Bruno uh, Matheus Pereira. And then we, mm-hmm. we got rid of Oliveira that went to back to Brazil. I mean, let, let's look at all the moves that Verandas and his, his administration made. They saved a lot of money and, they, and they've and they made some shitty deals and so so deals. Bruno Fernandes, he, he should have been sold by 150 million, to tell the truth. He's much better than Juan Felix and he has proven that. If Juan yeah. Felix, if if I'm going to say something, you guys are not going to like it, but I'll say it. If Bruno Fernandes was at Bifica, he would have been sold for 150. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. But since he's, he's at Sporting and and the administration we have in place doesn't know how to negotiate, we sold him for 55 and we still had the boss to say, or if they had the boss to say, not us, that in Ganams, Manchester United. This is why we said que enganamos o Manchester United. Fizemos um negócio do caralho. For 55 million. And funny enough, on, on one of Oli Gunnar Solskjaer's first interviews uh, with Bruno Fernandes, or I should say Oli Gunnar Solskjaer's interview with one of Bruno Fernandes' first games, um, the British press was already asking um, if they got a bargain in Bruno, and he was saying absolutely. Absolutely. Now, boys, let, me, let me just quickly ask you this one question before moving on to Chris. Um, so there are rumors that third place might give us Champions League, um, depending because Porto is having currently some financial issues where they can't make Champions League next year. I ask, is, is, is then this not only the 10 million, but also a shit disturbing Braga worth it to potentially try to get Champions League? What are your thoughts on that? Ahead, is Chris. that a smart move at least? Is that a smart move at least? Chris, go ahead. Yeah, the thing that sucks about um, all of this, and honestly, the rumors of being linked to Esgayu, Paulinho again, uh, Cicada, um, you know, it's just like all, we're literally being, we're, we're getting, funneling so much money directly to our direct rival, and it's infuriating because. 
I don't understand why we have to do that. It's, it seems like we're doing it intentionally. And Salvador's like, oh, he wants those three. He has to pay 65 million euros. And it's like, wait, wait a second here. Let's do the math here. How does all this add up? You're charging like 30 mil for Paulinho, like 20 for Esgayu and 15 for Cicada. It's like, man, and then you think about it. It's like, wow, he did just pay 10 for a coach and it's like wow is he is he really actually going to do that and it's like even the fact that you you know that that's even a thought is scary right yeah. so I don't know man I, I, I really hope he doesn't do I mean he's already committed locutas I, I hope he doesn't do anything ridiculous like that because or anything similar to that because it, that would just be insane and that those those rumors aren't going away because those are Amadine's guys or what he considers his guys, um, and he's not going to stop wanting them. So, but. yeah, and 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 also again back to the ten million. Um, I, I guess I'll play devil's advocate on my own argument, but I know Nando and even Steph was making the same argument. And Chris, I, I, I'm pretty sure you think the same thing. In terms of the small sample size we have, Ruben Amorim did beat Porto twice. He did beat Benfica. And he did beat Spartan. I'm not sure if he beat us twice or not, but he did beat us. It does not just in the small sample size in the 13 games we have. That's about four wins against the big three. Does that somewhat justify this 10 million, or, or is it still is it still a bad taste in your guys' mouth? I mean, I think the 10 million is because of uh, of the potential. It's not only Sporting that saw it. Everyone saw the potential on on Ruben Embody, and you could tell the potential. Of, of a certain coach or player, uh, you know, by by analyzing him um, in the long run and what he's done at that point. And again, he's been coaching for a while. Before he went to Braga, I think he was coaching a team in Lisbon. I'm forgetting the name now. But, you know... Uh, on this road for my aunt's apartment, Casapia. <laughs> uh, uh, there you go. I think so. I think it was Casapia. Then he went to Braga, and he was coaching mm-hmm. the B team. Uh, the B team was really close to Sapinto. And then uh, once Sapinto was fired, he took over the team. And then uh, and then for, for a president like Antonio Salvador to give a chance to uh, Bruno Mourin uh, to take, take over the team, you know, it's because he saw something as well. Uh, I mean, if you look at Antonio Salvador, he's been doing some phenomenal stuff in Braga. Uh, they've been champion of uh, football Braga for, for the last couple of years in Portugal and international. The female team has been amazing. They beat us all the fucking time. Uh, you know, their club has been champions in uh, in, the modal- in certain modalities as well, in uh, track and field and, and, and so on. So... You know, the man knows what he's doing. And from what I've seen about Bruno Mourinho, I think he's, he's going to be a good coach, uh, better than Silas, because he's got some leadership skills. Again, is it too soon to, to, to say so? Yeah, it is too soon. But let's give it some time. But I'm going to give him, uh, you know, a good preseason, some key players that could make a difference for Sporting. Uh, but Silas lost the, the team. Because he couldn't control the players. And you could see it. Ele não controlava o balneário. You could see right away. The players were walking all over him. They lack of respect for Silas. And that's how he lost the, the, the team. 
You need a, a, a coach with balls. And I think Bruno Mourinho's got that. Could I be wrong? I could be. You know, I'm not putting all my chips on him. $10 million, I agree with Nando. It's a lot of fucking money. Yeah. But later, later, if he's successful, it could be actually cheap. Uh, but I still want Verandas out. I still want another president. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. And again, we can always make... I, I think people are looking too much into us potentially selling them. I think where we make our money back is if we can at very least give us Champions League. If not this year, next year. Well, of course, oh, this oh, year, unless we can oh, somehow get third. Oh, potentialize certain players. I mean, he, 100%. Okay, he, yeah. yeah, if he makes like players like uh, Plata, Giovanni, uh, Cabral play better and be better, Kamash, and then we end up selling them for 30 million, there we go. Now we got the money back. Yeah. And uh, one and thing I want thing. to say really fast, uh, I, want, I would like to say to that uh, Sporting has uh, given uh, the uh, pavilion Jean Roche. Uh, it's available to 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 be basically a hospital wing to, and the, the soccer field as well to assist in the coronavirus uh, for whatever means necessary. So Sporting has made that available to uh, the the Portuguese um, uh, government. So that's good. Yeah. Kudos to yeah. to the administration on that. Agree. I was actually going to mention that. Yeah, yeah. Kudos to them. We we can kill Fernandez as much as we can, or as much as we but want. That's but that's good. We, we got to give them. We got to give them the credit where the credit's due. hundred um, percent. Indeed. Yeah. And we'll we'll just quickly give our final verdicts with Ruben Amorim. Again, a shame that the the two nothing win that we had under our belt with him came with two red cards. Um, but they were two red cards. They were two red cards. They agreed. Were. It doesn't were, matter. There were two red cards, you know. I only say two red cards because it forced. It, it was a weird game. It was weird to watch. Like they were obviously all pushed back. We had a. We we struggled to to break them down. But it's always hard when a team puts every man behind the ball. Exactly. Um, so it's hard. It was hard to tell um, going forward how Ruben Amorim is going to go. But I'm with you, Steph. I liked also. Uh, I, maybe I didn't like the substitution of Ristovsky, especially not at the time. But I do like the reaction. He is the coach. He Ilek came Monday, you know? So I'm with him at that. I hope him all the best. I'm supporting him too. I'm with you, Steph, as well. It doesn't. I don't give a fuck if he's a Benfiquista, a Purtista, a fucking from Beta Mar. I don't care, bro. If you're here at Sporting, as long as you, you know, give us the proper respect and the proper uh, integrity that this club deserves, you have my full backing. I, I, I don't think he's going to win us a league title. I think he keeps Verandas, and I hope, to be honest, because if he keeps Verandas in for a job until the next election, um, that means he's doing uh, that means he's he's doing a decent job. So, um, yeah, that's my verdict on him, Steph. What's yours? Same thing, bro. I'm gonna give uh, a Tim Tenten on Andy or Chris. Chris and Nando. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't. Like you're asking what I think is going to be his 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 fortune or like yeah, his results a, as Spartan. Ah oh, man, I don't know. Like, fuck, he signed a what a three year deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I give um, opa, can't be much worse than this year, right? We always say that. Um, third place, <laughs> third place <laughs> next year, and then maybe the year after that, uh, push for a second or some maybe one or two Champions League appearances, depending you know how that shit falls our way. Uh, don't know, bro. Don't know. Don't say that because Porto is in trouble. I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Porto is in trouble. Might, if if we can get third this year, we might get Champions League. 
I'll yeah, tell you what. I, I'll tell you what. I, I think everyone is in trouble now with the coronavirus. We yeah. every club is losing. Not only in Portugal, worldwide, they're losing a lot of money. When you when a, a German league, a, a British league, they say to sustain their clubs, they would have to cut down on the player salary. That's a strong yeah, message. Exactly. Imagine us. Exactly. Exactly. Imagine us. We we're gonna have to sell a lot of shorties to bacalhau, com caralho. We're gonna start selling beer in the fucking stadium, maybe. <laughs> uh, putas e vinberdo, caralho. <laughs> and Christian, uh, final verdict on Ruben Amorim, dude. I think that he, uh, I think that Verandas is going to get forced out before the end of the year, before the end of this, like the season, like in like May. Yeah. Well, actually, 2020 or 2021? Uh, 2020, but now I'm rethinking my timelines because of global pandemic. Yeah. Um, so I don't even think we'll be back in the season by May. No, I don't think so. I, I think, think by June, July. June, July. Yeah. yeah. The curve, okay. the the coronavirus, you'll see it curving by All right. so July. But Anders is gonna have to wait. But Anders out's gonna have to wait until like uh, October, November, then. Um, wow. So basically, he's going to get forced out about halfway through next season, uh, and the new coach is going to be stuck, or the new president's going to be stuck with Ruben Amorim. And even if it's not working, he's going to have to make it work. Um, so that will create a very, very interesting dynamic, especially yeah. it seems like he wants to bring in his own coach. It's like, fuck. So that's why I just think it's an irresponsible decision. Um, in the first place, you spend $10 million on a coach. Um, coaches, transfer fees with coaches, it's a, it's a risky thing. Um, you want a perfect example, um, just look just less than one mile down the road from uh, Alvalade. You got a, a, uh, another stadium, and they, they thought they had a hot shot coach. They thought all the big teams were going to come knocking. They locked him up for some massive fee, and now look at him. He is potentially going to get fired maybe at the end of the season. Um, it, it doesn't make him a bad coach, though. No, 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 no it doesn't. All I'm saying is that yeah. coaches, coaches and transfer fees are super, super volatile. Catch them at the yeah. right moment, they're high value. You catch them at the wrong mm -hmm. moment, you can get them off the great coaches off the scrap heap. That's why I just don't agree with paying really any transfer fees for coaches in general, let alone the third most expensive one of all time. Um, that's all I'm saying. I just think it's it, the risk, the risk versus reward. Um, I don't think it is worth it in the end. But we got to deal with it. Let's see what happens. Yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. Last but not least, just a quick mention. Uh, of course, not a lot of mudalidads happened again because of this pandemic. Um, but a quick, uh, a quick shout out to our futsal team, which beat uh, Benfica 5-3, if I'm not mistaken, about a week ago now. Um, Steph, if you want to quickly add any any implications that that had to, was that a league game or a Tassa game? That was league, right? Tassa. Tassa. So Tassa, Tassa Portugal. Some we've moved on to the semifinals. We were supposed to play against uh, Leões de Portugal. So now we don't know if we will. Because now everything has been suspended. The game was played in an empty stadium uh, in, the, in the north of Portugal. 
Um, and um, the me personally, I think the game shouldn't have been played. Uh, I think the game should have been postponed. To play in an empty stadium, empty pavilion, it's bullshit. The game, it's all about the adepts, the fans. Without them, it's not a game. But anyway, we did win, and we, we, we deserve to win. But I'm afraid it, it, it won't count for anything. But at the the if you look at the whole picture, I think there's a better chance of the Portuguese Cup of Futsal finishing... Uh, that comp- finishing that competition will be a reality than than the uh, championship itself, uh, because you know that's only two more games of semi-final and the final, v- rather than the uh, the regular season, which was supposed to playoffs. be the playoffs, the three games, uh, three out of uh, out of three the, the games, and then the final is five games. Yeah, so. Anyway, that was a good win, but um, it it shouldn't have been played really because no one at this point in time. What's the major concern? It's our loved ones, and um, and that the coronavirus goes away. Yeah, yeah, and we'll end it on that. Uh, there was just one other piece of news, not really an opinion thing. Just I'll throw it out there. Um, was uh, there was a potential two hundred twenty nine million euro loan? Um, that later was dismissed by uh, the administration. We'll obviously keep on top of that and see um, if that is true or not, um, because we also know that this administration is also full of shit. Um, but yeah, boys, another great podcast. Uh, I want to send out again all my love to everybody listening uh, and to you three as well. Hope ev- hope you guys stay safe. Um, you know, stay clean. Um, stay away from the dirty these dirty bitches out here. Um, but yeah, guys, everybody listening, keep safe, take care. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Wash your dick. It's very important (laughs) as well. (laughs) What the fuck are we doing? Then we need to wash it. If there's no toilet paper and you don't have a bidet, use your shower. Keep keep the distance. Keep the distance. Wipe your your workspaces. Bro, funny thing is, like, I was was writing my, uh, I was riding my electric uh, skateboard today. Uh, I had to get the fuck out the house. And real quick, as I was going down the sidewalk, this black dude sees me approaching, and that dude jumps off like four feet to the left, and he's like, six feet, bro, six feet, six feet. <laughs> Fucking funniest shit ever. <laughs> like every um, here, he was like six feet. I know. Really fast, uh, Senor Zeke, uh, 63 years old, a great, yes. um, great Sportingista that passed away on the 13th of March. So... Uh, my condolences to him and his family. Yeah, our condolences as well. Um, and yeah, and guys, we'll we'll uh, we'll keep you posted on these podcasts. Of course, there's some uncertainty in terms of uh, games, but you know, Sporting is a telenovela, so we might just come onto these podcasts and discuss latest news uh, and latest moves. Um, so yeah, keep posted, keep following us on Twitter. That's Sparting160 underscore EN. Of course, we will put out, especially Chris, we'll put out more polls uh, in regards to the, the jerseys. So keep looking out for that. And um, yeah, stay safe, guys. Viva All right, you guys too. Take care, guys. Let me uh, stop recording because this pressure's on me now. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.